0: This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who he's created you to be. When I was praying about today and just thinking about our country and where we're at and thinking about the Western culture, I'm thankful for just the the solidness that we have in our culture of knowing who we are. Uh, There's a lot of believers in you know the cowboy world that believe in God but you know Romans 5 20 says where sin abounds grace does much more abound. And when you think about sin, sin simply means missing the mark and separation from God is the result of sin but it says, as the world gets darker, it's supposed to get brighter in our life. That as children of God, as men and women of God, we're not supposed to back off and things get darker just because the world's getting darker. We're supposed to get brighter. And only comes by a true relationship with God. And so I, I'm, I, I feel that God's heart, for each and every one of us, is for us to gain a greater understanding of His grace. I was reading in Acts chapter 4, verse 33, and what had happened up to this point, this is right after Jesus was raised from the dead, and he gave the dominion and authority to the body of Christ, and he says, Now in my name you go, and he gives them a list of what they should do. And and at this point, Peter, he gets up, he preaches, thousands of people give their life to the Lord. The, The early church is birthed. Peter and John was on their way to the temple, Beautiful the gate called beautiful one day a man that had been lame From its mother's womb had, was was laying there and he he was calling out to him and Peter and, and uh, James said hey silver and gold we don't have but what we have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and God healed the man and he went into the temple He was leaping and praising God and just revival broke out because just the reality of the goodness of God And the religious people they got ticked you know religion will get upset when you start operating in the power and the things of god a lot of times because it takes people out of their comfort zone and so they told them, i don't want you to preach anymore in this name jesus and so they come back and they they come to their group of people and they're praying and they didn't back off because things were getting more intense they push the throttle forward, and they, the Bible says that they begin to ask God, God, give us greater boldness. And how many of you know that we need greater boldness in today's society than ever before? Not being a bunch of religious fruit Loops, but knowing who we are, and knowing that we're light shining in darkness, and knowing what we're called and created to do, and being solid on the inside, that we're not shaken by who's in office, we're not shaken by what's said on the news, because we know God... And we know that he's faithful. We know that his word always works. We know that the kingdom of God has not changed just because of what's going on in the world. God is still God. His word is still his word. The angels still work. The blood of Jesus still works. The power of God is still real. And the Bible says when it gets darker, it's going to get brighter for the people who are truly going after the heart of God. So I've got to ask myself, is that me? And I want you to ask yourself, is that you? And so this group, they come together and they say, "God give us greater boldness, that whenever we declare the Word of God that greater signs, greater wonders are taking place." And listen to what Acts 4:33 says, "And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. Notice what this took place. I mean, this is a, this is, it's a new day. And it says, and I want you to picture this, if God's grace was upon every one of them, and what would it look like if you and I operated in more great grace? The word great comes from a Greek word, which is megas. And it's where we get our word Mega. And he's saying that the, the, the grace was greater than any problem. Grace is God's empowerment for you and I to walk in relationship with Him and for us to be the best us that we can be. The Bible says, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, for by grace are you and I saved through faith. Grace, when you look at it in the Greek, it's the word charis, and it's an attitude of God's heart. Please hear this. It's an attitude of God's heart towards you and I. Wanting to have a relationship with you and I, regardless of where we've been, regardless of what we've done, regardless of who we are, grace is an extension of God's goodness, wanting to be involved in every single thing that you are a part of. God's grace is an extension of his hand towards you and I to bring us into a place of relationship, but it doesn't stop there. It's more than just going to heaven. You know, being a Christian, there's more than just going to heaven. That's great. That's awesome. That's where we're going to spend eternity. But grace continues to do a work in us, not just pulling us into a place where we can be certain that we're going to spend eternity with God. But grace is God's empowerment to pull us to him, but continue to do a work in us. And the Bible says great grace was upon them all. Think of this, if God's grace intensified in your life, in my life, in every single person's life that's listening right now, what would that look like if you operated in 10% greater power than what you're operating in right now? If it was 20% or 30% or if you walked in a a greater measure of God's power that helped you be the husband or the wife or the leader or, or whatever you're called and created to do, the Bible says great grace was upon them all. This wasn't some religious term that was thrown around. He was saying the power of God was present to touch every single person's life, but not just to bring them into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, but to empower them to be everything they're called and created to be. Great grace was upon them all. You know God is extending His hand of grace to you and I today, and He wants great grace to be upon you and I. He wants us where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. God wants you and I to walk in. Every one of you are gifted, and every one of you are graced. Say graced. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to just listen to a few of these scriptures. It says, For as the body is one, and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we're all baptized in one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and having all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. Verse 15, If the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Of course, the answer is no. And it goes on, And if the ears should say, Because I'm not an eye, am I not of the body? Is therefore the eye not of the body? The answer is no. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? And if the whole were a hearing, where would be the smelling? Verse 18, But now God has set members, each one of them, in the body as it pleased Him. Now stay with me here. Think about what he's saying. He compares the body of Christ, the people of God, to a natural body. God wants you and I to walk in. Every one of you are gifted and every one of you are graced. Say graced. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to just listen to a few of these scriptures. It says, For as the body is one, and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we're all baptized in one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and having all been made to drink into one Spirit, For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Verse 15, If the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Of course, the answer is no. And it goes on, And if the ears should say, Because I'm not an eye, am I not of the body? Is therefore the eye not of the body? The answer is no. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? And if the whole were a hearing, where would be the smelling? Verse 18, But now God has set members, each one of them, in the body as it pleased Him. Now stay with me here. Think about what he's saying. He compares the body of Christ, the people of God, to a natural body. Your finger is designed to be a finger, but what if my finger wanted to be a toe? What if my finger, it just desired to be a toe, and, and, it, and, and it, you went to the finger's house and all it had was shoes. What if your fingers were on your feet? Your shoes would look pretty strange. Right, you know fingers aren't designed to carry the weight of the body? If your fingers were on your feet not only would your shoes look strange but you'd have a lot of fractures you'd have a lot of hurt you'd have a lot of pain because fingers aren't designed to carry the weight of the body and a lot of times in God's family we look at other people and we see what they're doing and we say God it sure would be good to be them but the whole time the Spirit is God saying, yes, it's good to be them, but it's also great to be you because I designed you to be an ear. Would you be an ear? You know, no matter, no matter how much my nose wanted to be an ear, it would make a strange ear. We want to encourage you to go to the website, TreyJohnsonMinistries.com. And- Order the product that you're hearing today and see what else we have there. And you know what? While you're there, I want you to pray about becoming a partner of this ministry. As Heather and I travel around the world, it's people like yourself partnering with us. that's getting God's will accomplished on earth just like it is in heaven. You know, we want people to know God and we want them to be the best them they can be. But it takes resources to do it. Just like Paul says, I'm praying for my partners that fruit abounds. And I know increase is going to come to your life as we continue to go around the world sharing the goodness of Jesus Christ. Here at Trey Johnson Ministries, we offer a lot of different things to add value to you, your church, your organization. Maybe you're in the corporate world and you're watching today, I'm an executive director for the John Maxwell organization, and we do a lot of leadership development. You know, in order for us to have more, experience more, to do more in life, we've got to become more on the inside. and so. A couple of times a month, sometimes weekly, we'll have mentorship calls where people call in. I do a leadership development teaching. We open up for question and answers. It's a great time to grow. Also, even over the next several weeks, I'll be calling different corporations and doing leadership development over Zoom or a conference call. Maybe this adds value to you and your organization. Reach out to us at TreyJohnsonMinistries.com and let us come be a part of your growth. We also want to encourage you to leave us your address on the website, TreyJohnsonMinistries.com, and request the magazine. We'd love to get that to you. There's great reading material, great articles, different things that we offer as a ministry. We're honored to be a part of your journey and your growth and your relationship with God. Let's keep making a difference together. God bless you guys. No matter if my ear, if it wanted to be a nose, I could put makeup on my ear. I could take smelling classes with my ear. And oh, yes, I could just blow it, you know, and make it try to be a nose. But it'll never be a nose. And a lot of times we look at other people and we think, man it would be so cool to do what they do and God is saying no it would be so cool for you to be you in that place is where we're gonna be the most satisfied we're gonna be the most fulfilled there's gonna be the joy there the provision there there's gonna be grace there to overcome whatever hell throws your way grace Grace. first Corinthians 15 I'll just paraphrase this for time but Paul says "I, I, I should be the least Of all the Apostles because I persecuted the church in other words it'd be like you and I saying I'm really not worthy to be doing what I'm doing because of my past does anybody here have a past besides me (laughs) but then he doesn't stop there he says but I am what I am because of the grace of God God's grace is not in vain. And he says, yeah, everybody, stay with me. Everybody worked hard and everybody did this and everybody did that. But I outworked all of them, he says. Paul wasn't being religious, he was saying, I have a realization that not only did God want me in his family and to have a relationship with me, but God wired me to be something specific, and I outworked everybody, and I got more accomplished, and it wasn't me, it is the grace of God. You know God wants you to magnify the graces that are in you? You follow Paul's life, and Paul says, I did this because it was the grace of God. I started this church, and I went to this country, and I saw this miracle, and I saw this happen, and it wasn't me, it was the grace of God. And the grace of God is designed by God to empower you and I to be light shining in darkness, to be the business leader that you're supposed to be, to be the dad, to be the husband, to be the wife, to be the man, to be the woman. To be the body part. You know, God is not confused about what he made you to be. He didn't, you know, he didn't make a man, and because it was Monday and everybody was really tired on the assembly line, and he looks up and thought, oh, oh, oh man, I misplumbed that one. You know, I meant to make it a man, but I accidentally put a woman in it. (laughs) I know it's not politically correct, but can we be real? If you're a woman, be glad to be a woman. If you're a man, be glad to be a man. And if you're confused, come talk to me. I've seen God deliver people left and right from the situation. God is not confused about the gift that He placed on the inside of you. He's not confused about the grace He put on the inside of you. He's not confused about what He wired and designed you to be. And I know some of you feel like you're a rear, so there's a delivery process for that. (laughs) <laughs> no elbowing each other on that one, okay? But what was, what was Paul saying? He wasn't being religious when he talked about the grace of God. He was talking, when you look at the word grace in the Greek, it, it, it's talking about a divine influence in you to reflect the character and nature of God in your workplace. A divine influence in you to be who he's called and created you to be. One way to operate in greater grace. Say greater grace is first you've got to acknowledge the grace. It's only by the grace of God that you can understand what you understand. It's only by the grace of God that your mind thinks the way that it thinks. It's only by the grace of God that you can shoe, that you can be a good businessman. It's only by the grace of God that you rope so good. You have gifts that God has designed and placed in you, and he's in front of you inviting you to please tap in to my power, to be a light shining in darkness, and don't be confused about what God created you to do. You know, and as you, as you evolve and as you stay in relationship, just like in, in your rope, and the more you execute the fundamentals, the better you get. Whatever graces you have, you might have one grace and you might have multiple graces, but God is saying He wants you and I to come to Him and tap into the graces. You know, when I first started speaking, I've been speaking for, well, 40-some years as far as speaking, but communicating. You know, a lot of people, they, they, they have a hard time in front of people and a camera and everything. I realize that that's, there's graces that are in you before you were born. And then there's graces that come alive whenever you give your life to the Lord. And then there's graces that are added to you as you develop in your relationship with God for you to be everything you're called and created to be. But the question I have to ask you, are you operating in the grace that God has for your life or are you an ear trying to be an eye or are you a nose trying to be an elbow or are you a toe trying to be a tongue? It's okay to admire the tongue and the toe and the ear. And, you know, uh, one thing that it, it would help all of us is to go around and find the good in people. You know, it's easy to find the negative in people. Go around and, and see somebody that's good with horses and they rope good and stuff and let them know, man, that is, that is awesome. That is so great that you can do that. Great grace. Great grace. Great grace in First Peter chapter four verses ten and eleven and I'll just paraphrase he says, Whenever you and I understand the grace of God, he says we reveal the manifold wisdom of God in the amplified it says the multifaceted character and nature of God. So when you're being you and you're being you and you're being you and I'm being me and we're all being us. We're supposed to go out into the world and people see different characteristics of the character and nature of God because an eye is being an eye and an ear is being an ear and a heart is being a heart and a liver is being a liver. How many of you go around and you you focus on your little toe? I don't go around focusing on my little toe. Do you? Until in the middle of the night, maybe just picture this with me. Okay, middle of the night you're asleep. You don't ever think about your little toe. You wake up, you just want to go to the restroom, right? I mean, just let me go to the restroom. And all of a sudden, you ram your little toe in the corner of the wall. How many of you realize you think about your little toe? And all of a sudden, your, your body that was created to do something else, your whole members are thinking about your little toe it affects your knee and you pick up your knee and now your hands that were created to do something else is holding your little toe and now your mouth is going oh it may be depending on where you're at in the process it might be bleep 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 (laughs) but all of a sudden you're thinking about your little toe see let the little toe be the little toe. The point of the story is, I want you to think, we don't think about our livers. I mean, oh man, your liver is so, so good looking. I mean, your liver, you got a good liver. Until the liver doesn't work. Oh, your pancreas is sexy. I mean, that is a good pancreas. We don't think about the things that are unseen a lot of times until it's not working. You know, stay with me here. We're getting ready to be done. You know how much is lacking in our world because the pancreas isn't being the pancreas and the ear isn't being the ear because it wants to be the little toe and the nose wants to be the eye and the mouth wants to be the head? The question is, are you operating in your graces? Are you being who God's called and created you to be? Remember, grace, a divine influence in you and a divine influence on you for you to be everything you're called and created to be. Let your imagination go with me just a moment. If you operated in just 10% more grace than what you're operating in now, what would that do to your life? If you were operating in 20% more grace than what you're operating in right now, what would, what would that do to your life? The Bible says that each of us, each of us, if you're born again child of God, God wants his super to come upon your natural and empower you to be who you're called and created to be. There's nothing average about the God that we serve. There's nothing lacking about the God that we serve. And he's saying, I'm extending my grace to you to have a relationship with you, but to empower you. Yes, your life might be good right now, but by the grace of God, it can be better. Your relationships might be good right now, but by the grace of God, it can get better. We can believe bigger. We can dream bigger. We can remember uh, Hebrews 4:16, he tells you and I, he says, "Come confidently. Come come boldly into the throne of grace so you can find help in a time of need. What, what does grace look like? Grace looks like help. Say help. The grace of God is your strength. The grace of God looks like strength. How many of you need more strength? Let's back up. How many, of you, how many of you need more help? Everybody stick your hand up. Come on, every one of us. Look at your neighbor and say, you should have stuck both hands up. Look, come on. <laughs> we need help. Say help. God, God is not a religious God. God is, God is a good God. And He wants to help you and I in our relationships. He wants to help us in our investments. He wants to help us in our gifts. He wants to help us in our callings. But first and foremost, before you can ever increase in something, you've got to acknowledge that it's there. I, I want to encourage you today, tonight. What, what are you good at and how long has it been? Since you just said, thank you, Lord, I know it's only by the grace of God that I have what I have. It's only by the grace of God I am what I am. Like Paul said, I'm not because of my past. Yes, without God, I deserve hell, but I'm not without God. And because of Jesus, you and I can approach God confidently and boldly. And because of the grace of God, we can live an overcoming life. We can live a victorious life. We can overcome. Say, I can overcome. Life can get better. Say, it can get better. I can think higher. Say, I can think higher. I can get through this. Say, I can get through this. By the grace of God, I want you to go around and just acknowledge, yeah, you might be good, but you're not that good. You know, it's bad to be dumb, but it's worse to be dumb and think you're smart. Right? And a lot of times we think, oh, we're so good. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. Without the grace of God, we wouldn't be able to put one word connected to the other word. Without the grace of God, you wouldn't be able to find the bathroom in the middle of the night and you'd run into the wall continually. <laughs> what is God saying to us today? He's wanting you to be okay with you. And He's wanting you to celebrate the graces that, that He's placed on the inside of you. Businessmen that are listening, businessmen that'll be watching, this world needs you to rise up and be the businessmen that you're called and created to be. Quit trying to be somebody else and be you. Ropers, rodeo guys, yes, it's great and we should admire one another's gifts and talents, And but let them be them and you be them and thank God that you have the grace that you have. Husbands, wives celebrate the grace on each other. I mean, husbands, you got to admit, there's a grace on that wife to put up with you. (laughs) I mean, they're just, right? Amen, that's what I'm talking about. It's by the grace of God that our body parts work. It's by the grace of God that we have food to eat. It's by the grace of God we live in the state and the country that we live in. It's by the grace of God that we have the relationships that we have. It is by the grace of God no matter where you're at in your journey, God is extending His hand of grace towards you tonight. Romans eleven twenty nine says the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Romans 12, 3, 12, 6, it says, and He places His gift in you and He puts His grace on you and He's inviting you to be who you're called and created to be. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Pray this prayer together with us like you mean it, out loud, right where you're sitting or standing. Can we say this together? Can we just say, Father God, today is the day that I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life and right now I accept that life and I ask you Jesus to come into my heart be my Lord and be my Savior and according to God's Word I'm now saved forgiven and I can be certain that I'll spend eternity With Almighty God. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If you said that prayer for the very first time and you meant it on the count of three, I want you just to slip your hand up in the air and say, Yes, I prayed it, I said it, and I meant it for the very first time in my life. One, two, three. Would you just slip your hand up and say, Yes, I prayed it, and I meant it for the very first time. Thank you, Lord. Now look up here at me. The Bible says that angels in heaven are rejoicing over the individuals that said that prayer for the very first time in their life.